Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through our rapid review of round 16. Uh, obviously a shortened week with the buy round and whatnot. So only the five games, but we'll go through them pretty quickly and we're about to head into Bloke in a Bar Studios to do a full review of all those games and I would assume an origin preview as well, which is going to be super, super exciting. Cannot wait for that. But let's get stuck into these games. And we kicked off on Friday night. No Thursday night footy this week. Friday night, the Cowboys 27 over the Panthers 23. And uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I got to halftime in this game and just thought, fuck, mate, this is so boring. There was tries being scored, but it was just just really average footy all round. Uh, I wasn't overly enjoying this game, to be completely honest with you guys. Um, I had the same game multi that night of Isaac Tungo, Scott Drinkwater, and Dylan Edwards to score. Isaac Tungo scored in the second. Drinkwater scored in the 12th. And then Dylan Edwards, he also had a a try disallowed in that first 10 or 12 minutes or so. So probably put me in a bad mood early, to be completely honest with you guys. Um, But look, I wasn't finding this game overly entertaining. I, th- I think I even put something on social media about it. And then the longer it went, the tighter it got. I- I'm not really sure if the football improved all that much, to be completely honest with you guys, but we did end up going to Golden Point, which uh, I guess in the wash-up of the entire night was pretty exciting, to be fair. But uh, this game was very, very buy-round uh, sort of footy. For the Cows, look, they, they had to win this game. And look, I think that I looked at it all night and sort of went, geez, Panthers missing so many to- so many guys. Like, Cow's also missing a couple of key guys, obviously losing Val Holmes. Losing Ray Robson was a big loss as well. I thought Jakey Granville did a tremendous job in there. Um, but yeah, again, they just had to find a way to win. Drinkwater, he scored the first try. Geez, he, he was classy. Drinkwater, two tries. Number of very, very nice touches there. Tommy Dearden scored as well. Uh, the kid I want to talk about is the back back rower, uh, Fine Fuiake. He looks like a very, very talented young guy. So it's wild how many gun back rowers they have up there at the North Queensland Cowboys. I don't think they're going to be able to keep them all. And I think that 
there will be another club in this competition that manages to snare a very, very talented 2RF simply because the Cowboys can't hold on to all these guys. Shout out to Kyle Felt as well. He came back into this team. Uh, obviously a club legend that has missed a couple of weeks. I thought he did really well. Tamalolo was fantastic as well. He's such a big into this side. I think Tamalolo is one of those guys that when you, like when, when you see the Cowboys without him, you realise how good he is. But then the moment you see him come back, you sort of go, oh, fuck, no, that's how good he is. Uh, some of the hit-ups he was taking, he was tremendous. He was everywhere. I thought Tommy Dearden, uh, he was probably best on ground for me. Tom Dearden or Drinkwater, one of the two. I thought Dearden did some really, really classy things. And I think he is going to have a big career for the Queensland Maroons uh, over over a five or ten year period. I think he's going to be very, very good for them. Makes me very nervous watching Tommy Dearden play his footy, especially for where he's come from, from when he was at the Broncos and whatnot. Very, very talented kid. My boy, Zach Laybutt, did a couple of really nice things. He's got really nice hands. I, I think he's going to come in and do a very, very good job for uh, the North Queensland Cowboys next year with Peter Hicku obviously leaving. Uh, who else stood out for me? I'll tell you what, Griffin Neem had some good moments. I, um, I think Griffin Neem, he's probably just got a few too many errors in his game at the moment, but I think that will clean up over time. Had a tri-saver at one point as well, which was very nice. So Griffin Name, a guy that is definitely trending in the right direction. I think he's going to be, I'm not sure if he'll ever be like a star representative front row forward, but I think he's always going to be very, very solid. I think he's going to be a very good clubman, Griffin Name. So shout out to the Cowboys. Had to find a way to get the job done. Uh, managed to. It wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, but they managed to get it done. Obviously, Chad Townsend, um, you know, had the field goal uh, to get them into, well, to get them in front at the end of the game. And then they went to Golden Point, and then the moment came with Scotty Drinkwater. And I love this. I love seeing tries being scored in Golden Point. I would love for it to go to Golden Try. I hate the way that we have Golden Point and it just turns into a shootout. Then I hate the way that, you know, a team can dominate, get to the other end, miss a field goal, and it turns the momentum of the game on its head completely because the other team gets a seven-tackle set. I just, I hate the way the Golden Point's done at the moment. I think that we need to change it. I think we need to evolve it. Um, I posted the other night, and a lot of you guys made really good points, to be fair. And I just sort of said, look, I think the punishment is too harsh for missing a field goal, a seven-tackle set. And people said, oh, yeah, but it's risk first reward. The, you know, the idea is to push people towards tries. And you know what? The reality is that it's not pushing people towards tries. It is only pushing teams towards field goals. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe the punishment isn't harsh enough to be pushing people towards tries. Personally, I think that it should go to golden try. That is how I would do it. A few people messaged me and said, but the game would go for hours. No, it wouldn't. You would have fatigue come into the game. You'd be surprised how, how quickly I think it would all turn. And it would be... You know, some of the most brutal footy that you could watch. Real real desperate sort of uh, r- rugby league stuff. The other option is you could have like a 20-minute period. Uh, but I, I would go for golden try personally. I think that our entire game is built around scoring and stopping tries. At the end of the day, that's what rugby league is. You've got to score tries. You've got to prevent them. Uh, and I don't know why we get down to the absolute crunch moments in the close games and all of a sudden the game changes to who can kick a field goal as quickly as possible. It becomes a shootout. Guys are exhausted. I just – and that's the other thing as well. Like when you are – when you're kicking field goals, it opens up to so many little grey areas as far as guys being offside from market, guys not being square, guys shooting early. And the reality is referees don't want to make – decisions that decide games like that. It's just a bit of a shit fight. You've got attacking the feet, all this sort of stuff. I personally think Golden Try is the way forward. But Scotty Drinkwater, a fantastic try to win that one. 
For Penrith, uh, Isaac Tungo scored two tries early. I thought Jamin Salmon was really good. Love the way he just gets over the advantage line. Very, very talented, Jamin Salmon. Such a good guy to have in this squad. Tom Jenkins, very good as well. Scored a meat pie, did some good things. He's got a big future. I thought jo- uh, Jack Hogger was fantastic too. Uh, obviously... Had a few shots at field goal, hit the one that mattered. Uh, I thought he controlled this side really well, Jack Hogger, so shout out to him. Uh, I'm not sure if he's ever going to have his own team in the NRL, uh, but I do think he's a talented player, Jack Hogger, and I'm a fan of him. Dylan Edwards, as per usual, was fantastic, but then we got down to the last 15, 20 minutes, and there was a couple of times where it felt like Dill was doing everything he possibly could to fucking lose that game. But I thought for the first 65 minutes, he was fantastic. Uh, Lindsey Smith, I like the look of him. He's a talented guy. Matty Eisenhuth, I've always liked him when he comes in. So plenty of positives there for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, unfortunately, not getting the job done here, uh, but they still sit on top of the Premiership ladder. Hearing rumours that Nathan Cleary... He could be back a little bit sooner than what we thought. I'm actually hearing a rumor that uh, don't rule him out of Origin 3, which is a very interesting one. So we'll see how that plays out. But, um, yeah, look, the North Queensland Cowboys missing a couple of guys against a Penrith side, missing a heap. Uh, it was ugly, but they managed to get the job done. And that, if you're the Cowboys, that's all you want at the moment. Find a way to win games of football. All right, our next game, Super Saturday, the Newcastle Knights and the Sydney Roosters. The Chooks getting this one done 18 points. To 16. Uh, we'll start with Newcastle. Actually, no, we'll start with the Roosters here. Joey Manu at fullback. He was fantastic. I do think that him just being one wider, uh, he can cause so much more damage. I don't like him at 5'8". I don't think it's the answer. Uh, unfortunately, in this game, Luke Keery uh, fractured his jaw. Sandal Smith played halfback. I thought he was really good. I'd be sticking with him, to be honest with you. I'd be sticking with him at halfback, and I'd be playing Hutcho at 5'8", and I'd be moving Manu out to the centres once Teddy comes back in. But it will be interesting to see what direction Trent Robinson goes in once Teddy returns. Uh, does he move Manu to six? Does he leave Sandon Smith at seven? Oh, I personally think you have to keep Smith there. Oh, I, I thought he, he looked really good in this game. And I'm, I'm keen to see what Trent Robinson can do building around him. Nat Butcher, fuck, he's a good footballer. Absolute freak, Nat Butcher. Really, really strong game once again. I, th- I think he's been the shining light for a very disappointing Sydney Rooster side this year. Angus came on, did some good things. I really like the look at Jake Turpin. Uh, big minutes at hooker once again. I think he just gives them a little bit more direction, and I think it's one less, uh, like in the nicest way possible, I think it's one less hero um, that's in their spine, and I think that's just what they need, just to dilute it down a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, good win by the Roosters. They're not playing good footy at the moment, and this was far from their best game. But there was a couple of times where they showed a lot of desperation in defense, which is what Trent Robinson would have wanted to see, desperate to get a W there. For the Knights, uh, it's just that consistency we want to see. You know, like, I know they lost this one 18-16. I didn't think they were fantastic. Uh, I think they'd be pretty disappointed with this performance. Once again, there, there was there was desperate defense by the Roosters at times, but... Geez, the Newcastle Knights made some bonehead decisions in key moments. Just the direction and where the footy was going to go and loose passes and whatnot. I thought KP was great. He was popping up everywhere in this one. Um, never dies, you know, not trying KP. He was fantastic. Dane Gagai had a good game, had a pass at one point that was a little bit wayward. Um, Adam Elliott, good to see him playing big minutes again. He played limited minutes the week before, and it didn't really make too much sense to me, so I'm glad to see him playing big minutes. I think he has to be the 13. Uh, but yeah, look, the Newcastle Knights at home, Saturday Arvo, 3pm, nice weather. They'll be very, very disappointed with the loss there against the Roosters side without Collins, without Teddy. Um, it's just that consistency we need to see from Newcastle, but I don't know 
how much longer we can sit around and say we're just waiting to see that consistency, you know. So, yeah, tough loss there. And also Roosters without Luke Keary as well. So they essentially spent a lot of the game with just one ball player out there, Sandon Smith, uh, who's, you know, played, what, three to four games of first grade. That was his first game as a starting halfback. So, yeah, pretty disappointing for Newcastle, despite it only being a two-point loss. But that was a game that they definitely should have won. Uh, the next game, we were lucky enough to be out there at Combank Stadium in the field club. What a night it was. We had a cracking time. Myself, Timmy, Maddie, Tom and Eddie jumped out there at halftime. I'll actually do a review of that full evening for you guys a little bit later today or tomorrow on the Rugby League Guru podcast. We had a fantastic time. Fuck, it was a good evening. Tell you more about that later, though. Uh, the Eels, 34-4 to over the Manly Seagulls. Parramatta, they were fantastic. Jermaine Hopgood, my boy, he was everywhere. Absolutely killed it. Him and Gutho were the two best on ground for me. Uh, they absolutely lit it up, both of them. They were everywhere. I thought Hands was good at hooker as well. Obviously, Josh Hodgson out with a bit of a mystery neck injury at the moment. Saw Hodjo walking around the other night. Didn't look too bad to me, so it'll be interesting to see when he does return. Andrew Davies, solid once again. Ogden. What a try. Fucking hell. Jesus, there was some random guys that were scoring tries in this game. Makatoa, Ogden, just sort of guys you did not expect. They did some really good things. I thought Assi and Maddo, uh, pretty unusual halves combination there. Wouldn't have played much together. Thought they held their own and did really well. Um, so, yeah, look, Parramatta, uh, this is a game I expected them to win and win well. Uh, but you have to go out there and do it, and they certainly did that. Scored some really entertaining tries. Were really good Parramatta. So shout out to them. The Manly Seagulls are pretty disappointing. Never really felt like they were overly in this game, to be honest with you. Uh, pretty disappointing all round from the Manly Seagulls. Uh, Parramatta just looked to be rolling through the middle. Uh, I also thought that a number of occasions, uh, there was a, it was probably three or four tries. It felt like to me live anyway, there was three to five tries that went upstairs that I thought were going to be tries that got taken off Parramatta at the last second, which I, I'm not saying they were bad calls or anything, uh, but it, I, I think the scoreline flatters the Manly Seagulls here a little bit. They were played off the park, obviously missing a couple of key troops, Turbo, DCE, um, Gerbo. Uh, so, you know, when you invest your salary cap that much into three guys and they're not there, they're not available during this origin period, uh, this is the sort of shit that can happen, unfortunately. Haven't heard anything, but Lockie Croker, he came off after about 55 minutes or so, so I'm not sure what the situation is there, whether he's injured or whatnot. I haven't heard anything since then, but it was a bit odd for him to come off so early. But, Look, Manly, I'd be putting that one in the back pocket. I wouldn't be thinking about it. I wouldn't watch the game tape. I would move on straight away. All right, the last game on Saturday night, the Melbourne Storm, 28 over the Tigers, 6. The headline act here, you obviously had Will Walbrick scored four tries, almost scored five, but the headline act was Alex Twole scoring the first try of his career. Unbelievable stuff. I thought Vossi called it really well too. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, so shout out to Alex Twole. Look, this game, I don't think there's too much to go into. The Tigers here missing their first choice, 9-6-7. Um, just made life very, very difficult. Without Appy, Brooksy, Adam Dewey, these sort of guys. Uh, Tower came in and played six. Uh, just a bit of a shit fight for the West Tigers. And look, tw- 28 points to six. Uh, you know, a big win by Melbourne, obviously, but... You know, a number of tries off kicks and whatnot. Number, you know, the, you just sort of hard, hard to defend those sort of ones. So, all things considered, I didn't think the Tigers were awful. Uh, but I just, you know, it, it's sometimes you look at games, and I think that was the reality for the last two games of the week here. 
and you just go, fuck, you've pretty much lost this game on paper. And I just thought the Melbourne Storm were too good in this one. thought Bloor was really good for the West Tigers. Bateman, Isaiah Papali'i, very nice as well. Um, obviously had the debut of... Uh, one of my little could be anything's talents of silver. I thought he was really nice coming off the bench. I think he's got a big, big future in our game. But uh, yeah, it wasn't the West Tigers' night. It was the Melbourne Storms' night? As we said, the brick. Warbrick, four tries. He, he killed it. Uh, absolutely blew it away. I think he scored 130 odd in Supercoach or something along those lines. I thought Jerome Hughes, though, he was brilliant. Uh, created opportunities everywhere. Nick Meaney, some of the passes he threw to. It was one pass he threw to Warbrick. It's fucking perfect. He's a classy player, Nick Meaney. It's been. It's been so good to watch him develop into the footballer that he has become. Georgie Jennings, good to see him running around as well. Uh, And, yeah, look, the Melbourne Storm uh, had to get the job done here, went out and did it, went up there to Campbelltown, got a much-needed two two points out of this one. So, But, yeah, Melbourne, I just thought on paper they were the better side. Tigers just missing too many key troops here. Let's move to the last game of the week, the Sharkies. 48 points to 10 over Canterbury. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't think the Sharkies were overly impressive in this one. I thought Canterbury rolled over pretty quickly. Uh, They weren't able to get out of their own end, and I think the Sharkies, their defense was good. Their attack, though, still a lot lacking. And I I know that's crazy to say when they score 48 points, but fuck, they they should have scored 70 or 80 in this game. I'm just not completely convinced on their attack at the moment. Sharkies think they are a little bit shell-shocked. Obviously, Nico Hines did a number of good things in this game, but they're just not flowing like they usually do. And once again, I get it. They scored 48 points, and I think that if you read scoreboards, you'll think I'm a moron, but if you understand the game and you understand the way the Sharkies usually play, I really didn't think they were impressive in this game at all, and I think that they were a little bit lucky that they did play the Canterbury Bulldogs in this game. Um, I think they would have beaten a number of sides, but I think if they would have come up against a top eight side... I think this game would have gone very, very differently. Cam McInnes was fantastic. I've been saying for a while now, I'd love to see him in the Origin Arena. I know he'll probably never be there. He's too good and too tough, but fuck, he was good in this game. He's, he's played the ball, his leg speed, just fantastic. Blake Braley. God, he looked damaging. Fuck, it was frustrating. As a Nico Hines captain or in Supercoach, Blake Braley was on fire, and I was, I was getting frustrating that Hines wasn't getting enough good ball. Wilton scored a nice try at the start. Britton Nickera, 100th first grade game, scored a cracker. Helen Welle crossed for one as well. Uh, Jack Williams, the Kuma Stallion. Uh, my worry with Jack Williams has always been that he's got too many errors in his game. He is definitely starting to clean that up, which is fantastic to see. And what about big Tommy Hazelson coming off the pine, scoring a meat pie? A couple of front row forwards scored in this one. It was great to see. A couple of unusual guys that usually don't score. So, Sharkies, a uh, big win there. I don't think they'd be overly stoked uh, with their performance, to be completely honest with you. Um, happy to wear it if people disagree, but I don't think they'd be stoked with it. Canterbury, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is getting ugly, isn't it? Um, yeah, a lot of talk at the start of the season that the Bulldogs, the Dogs of War, have turned the corner and they wouldn't be getting ragdolled and they wouldn't be getting smashed off the park. They might not win all their games, but they'll hang in everything. Um, and, yeah, that's really starting to come into question, isn't it, unfortunately? I understand they've got injuries. I, I get that, and that makes it very, very tough. But, uh, yeah, the attitude yesterday just wasn't fantastic. I'll tell you what, the one guy that I thought was great was Curtis Moran. Scored a try, but, fuck, the intent he was running with was bloody fantastic. They needed 17 Curtis Morans. I think this game was sort of summed up by a moment where, 
Reed Marnie went down the short side and he's only trial line on third tackle and belly kicked the ball uh, out of there because they just knew they weren't making any yards. So, yeah, a very tough day for you Canterbury fans and I personally thought uh, that if the Sharkies were on, they could have put 70 or 80 on you. Kyle Flanagan with an impressive return uh, in first grade, scored four tries last week, came in at halfback this week, did some good things there. Flano scored a nice try uh, with a pretty exorbitant uh, celebration, all things considered. Uh, Jacob Preston, he was solid as well. Always solid, Jacob Preston, such a good footballer. But yeah, uh, tough, tough day at the office for Canterbury. I'll tell you what, Jacob Kiraz, he just doesn't look himself at the moment, does he? Uh, I don't know if that injury is holding him back. I don't know what it is, but that form that we saw at the start of the season from him. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're just not seeing it at the moment, which is very disappointing. But I, I, I once again, guys, I thought Curtis Moran, he was uh, the shining light in this side. And I'd be giving him a lot more minutes moving forward. Fuck, he's a goer. Uh, but yeah, not a, not, not a good day for Canterbury. Well and truly. Played off the park there, and I don't think the Cronulla Sharks are even at their best, realistically. So, tough pill to swallow there. Guys, that will do us for our rapid review for round 16. Heading into Bloke in a Bar now uh, to record the deep review show and a big preview for Origin Game 2. The New South Wales Blues, led by Mitch Moses into the cauldron that is Suncorp Stadium. It is going to be a wild one. Cannot wait to bring you plenty of content this week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 